Hello, ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome along to another episode of your favourite wrestling podcast with me. Um, I am James and I am here with my boy Steve. We're going to talk some wrestling and some other shiznick. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great. A little tired, but you know what? We got to do what we got to do, you know? Disclaimer, um, it is 6, well, 7 a.m. now where you are. Is that yep. accurate? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, how are things? How was your um, How was your Christmas and New Year period? Uh, Christmas was a great uh, New Year's. I had to close the store and then open the next day because apparently my managers think I don't have a life. But I told them straight up, "Hey, I'm gonna remember what you did to me." And uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. It's been pretty good, honestly. You know, just so, getting back so you've made um, you've made a mental note of that new year. <laughs> You're literally like, oh, yeah. I will not be using, I'll be using that to my advantage down the line. Oh yeah, it's funny thing in it, like working in retail. Um, I think we were having this sort of conversation last time. Like, I went back to my store um, because mm-hmm. something, you know, I, I went to try and do a new job that just sort of wasn't for me, sort of thing. But I went back as like a Christmas temp. So I had mm-hmm. to work kind of, or I felt obligated to work like pretty much all the busy time, like kind of days. So mm-hmm. our store was literally only shut Christmas day. So I had Christmas day off. And then I think I had something like the 21st and the 28th off, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. literally in the whole period, which was a bit physically and mentally draining. So, um, but yeah, no, the Christmas day itself, you know, family and stuff, you know, it's a day where everything just sort of shuts down and, you know, you can just sort of chill out really with your loved ones and stuff. But like I say, I was so sort of tired and beat up with it that I was, I don't think I really appreciated it much this year. But right. um, the good news on the back of that, though, is that um, I had my sort of meeting last week with my management to say that I will be sort of staying on as permanent again now. So it paid off. Do you know what I mean? It paid its dividends. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, otherwise, um, COVID is still very much a thing here. So, um, I mean, normally this time every year I would have something planned, like booked, um, whether that's a trip for WrestleMania or what, but but nothing booked at the moment, which is making me sad. So, yeah. Started the new year on a little bit of a bummer, I guess, like in that sense. But um, hopefully things can start to sort of sort themselves out this year. What do you think? You think COVID's going away anytime soon? Nah, I think we just gotta get on with it, as as they say, you know. Just let us live our life right now, honestly. Like I was planning to go over to there on your side of the pond but i don't think it's gonna happen this year but 2023 oh yeah i'll be there yeah but we said that about 2022 back in 2020 do you know what i mean we were like uh we accepted 2020 and 2021 were like dead years and we were like oh yeah 2022 would be better at what point do we just say like oh we just got to carry on now you know like i don't really want to be wearing a mask everywhere though like Mm. as much as i love that people are still trying to do things i've seen Mm -hmm. some sort of meet and greet photos and things of like i don't know if you saw it on my twitter actually i reshared um we we both love our our, our auntie katie perry 
Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw, like, she started her Vegas show um, mm, last I week. I did. I did. And the meet, the meet and greet just looked, like, really sort of sad to me, where it was like mm. someone went to approach her sort of thing and she sort of shook her hands and say, oh, no, 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 we can't do that, and sort of had to kind of communicate and then take a photo from a distance. And I just thought, oh, no, see, I don't want right. to be doing any of that, you know, but... I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I just want to go back to how things were before, but I don't know. That's that's what I want to. Let's just get on with it. It's going to be here for a minute, even though I'm a whole conspiracy theorist about certain things that are going on. It's very (laughs) real. I just don't want to get sick, but I do just want to get on with my life and be able to be a little world, a little world traveler, you know? I know. Well, I don't think many people or as many people are dying now. Like, the UK hospital admissions are still quite high, but I don't think as many people are dying now. And it's always, it's all the unvaccinated as well. So, you know, guys listening, get your vaccines. Do you know what I mean? Just so we can get on with our lives, please. I don't know. Anyway, just put that out there. Um, all right. So let's talk about a little bit of stuff that kind of has happened very imminently. We're recording this on, um, what day is it today? Thursday, the 6th of January. Um, William Regal, did you read this news yesterday? Upsetting, very upsetting. Yeah, I'm very put out by this. Um, I feel like this company is doing everything in its power to get me to not watch them anymore. Um, I swear to God, they are. I mean, first you start off with Tony Storm earlier in the, like literally days before this. So supposedly, according to our pal Ian, who is on like personal terms with Tony Storm Um, he knows they're sort of like away from wrestling sort of thing supposedly it was a bit of a mutual thing like she's mentally she was um, struggling with things um, there and she sort of asked for a release so apparently that one's a bit different but um, yeah I, I still don't think it's excusable to sort of the fact that she was struggling mentally anyway suggests you know couldn't they have helped her better or something but that, that um, company might that company mind fucked her for being completely honest. I don't blame her one bit that she needed. You know what? Like move. we'll get into it in a bit, but when I was watching that um that pay per view day one, I was literally like, Where's the women's title? Like SmackDown women's title, where's the Intercontinental title and where's the US title? And then I thought to myself, Oh, the women's SmackDown one is literally being contested over a pie in the face at the moment. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And now Tony's been released, so Charlotte has no one to fight. So yeah, annoying. But um as for William Regal, like this guy, I mean, such a profound mind for the business, you know? Um I don't know how you can he's responsible for so much, like NXT um going all the way back to like, you know, the first inception of NXT and all your basically I hate to break it to you people out there but everyone that you currently love whether it's Becky Lynch Seth Rollins Kevin Owens to a degree you know all of those people came through William Regal's you know either scouting prowess or has come from him you know working with them at NXT you know so um just responsible for so much and then to just be like let go is just astonishing to me really but I guess we don't know the ins and outs of it maybe he might have wanted to go as well you know the guy is obviously getting older now but um you would have think he was a lifer right that's all that's what I would have thought but you know I think 
I think whoever decided this is literally trying to get rid of any remnants of NXT black and gold. Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit strange to me. Um, I think this is a nice segue into the New Year's Evil um, special. It wasn't a pay per view as such, but a special uh, NXT that mm-hmm. was on this week. Did you watch this? I did actually watch this. Um, okay, I'm not really sure where to start on this. Should we start at the end, basically? Um, Bron Breaker is your new NXT champion. Do you like this? Are you a fan of his? I don't really much care for Braun Breaker. All I, I mean, he's a Steiner. I mean, he has the look that Vince wants. Big, muscular dude. So, like... I mean, yeah, he, it, is, it is what it is. I mean, I guess we could soon be saying goodbye to Champa because I know he'd rather retire than actually freaking go to the main roster. When you look as well at, like, um, Johnny Gargano, like, after War Games was you know, kind of said his farewells. I think with Champo, it was kind of always going to be on the cards for him next. Um, yep. I, I mean, I don't know where these guys go. Um, obviously, the internet would say, oh, they're going to AEW because that's the cool thing to say. But, you know, it's it's quite sad to me, really. Like, I know there's some people out there, like I had a bit of a Twitter exchange with a fella um, I know yesterday about, the, the like the direction of what NXT is trying to do at the moment with this 2.0 cuz for me I'm just lost with it personally I I don't understand what it is they're trying to present to me here cuz when you look at it uh when you look at someone like Bron Breaker as as champion and someone like Mandy Rose as the women's champion it's kind of like I don't I don't see any difference in this presentation to the equivalent of Raw and SmackDown so why would you watch NXT? Because you've already got Raw and SmackDown. The whole point of NXT originally was because it was gritty. All right, it was developmental, and we did have to get to know, you know, characters and you know stars and all the rest of it. But it felt gritty and it felt like it was doing something. It was changing the game. Whereas I don't think NXT 2.0 is doing that. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Do Do you think? Do you feel the same way, or do you feel something different? I am only here for the women and Walter. That's it. Yeah, what is it about Walter that's, that you like? I'm not fan. I know. I just, I just really like Imperium. Uh, I do not hate Mandy Rose as champion. In fact, I championed the movement of Toxic Attraction, having the whole all the titles. And uh, yeah, I honestly, don't really care for much other than that. Than those three st- two stables, don't really care. Honestly. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I don't dislike Mandy Rose. I've always kind of, you know, liked her a little bit. But I just don't think she is your... When you think back to what the women of NXT have been, you know, when you look at, like, the Four Horsewomen through Asuka, through Ember Moon, through Rhea Ripley, you know, whoever, I just don't think Mandy Rose fits that mould of professional female wrestler. You know, she's a glam girl, isn't she, really? But, I mean, she can do her bit, don't get me wrong, but... um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not into it. I'm not sold on it personally, and that's nothing against her. I don't dislike her, but um, yeah, I just feel a bit lost with the presentation of it. Really, um, I don't. I I quite like the look of that Cora Jade. I think she'll be something. Um, but when it comes to NXT, like you say, you're only interested in certain aspects of it. It's not something that I'm watching week to week now. Um, so I hadn't watched a show since War Games. 
and with war games i only watched those two matches um so then i literally only watched uh, i literally fast forward through it through it yesterday i'm not sure why aj styles is there i'm not really sure what he's trying to um you know come up with at nxt I feel like that's a vince mcmahon move to try and get more eyes on it but um yeah i just uh, the bron breaker and um champa match i thought was fine but it's just not something that i'm sort of overly into do you think champa's done now then do you think that was his last nxt match maybe i don't know how his contract is but even if even if he has a couple more months he's not renewing i already know that yeah but i thought that about kevin owens i didn't think he would renew but if you've got the family you know and you're happy with every how everything is why would you you know, jeopardize that, I suppose, but I don't know. NXT just certainly isn't what it was, personally, but yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about from New Year's Eve or anything else take your fancy in there? Honestly, no. We got all oh, the unification of the Cruiserweight and the North American title. Well, the Cruiserweight division is done now, which I'm guessing 205 Live is going to be done now, too. Yeah, so I wasn't sure what that was about. Can you explain a little bit more about that? So is 205 still a thing? I have no idea, to be honest. Oh. All I know is one day I just saw a unification uh, title match between these two and uh, Roderick Strong lost. That's it. Yeah, there was a bit of a botch at the end as well, didn't it? It looked like both guys... I mean, the match was really good um, from what I saw. Like I said, I wasn't invested in it, so I wasn't really paying too much attention. But from what bits I saw, I was like, oh, this actually looks all right. And then the finish looks a bit sloppy, but I was like, ah, it's fine, you know. But I'm not really sure what the unification means. Is that a case of there'd be no Cruiserweight Championship moving forward and it would just be the North American? Yeah, you know? there's, there's, no more, there's no more Cruiserweight title. Oh, well, that's sad. Literally, although yes. there's no Cruiserweight division, they've literally all gone. I um I actually didn't realise until a couple of weeks ago when uh I think Tony Nice was at ringside for AEW and I was like mm, so obviously he's signed there and I was like I didn't know he'd left I was literally like I didn't know he was one that had got cut or whatever so ah oh, it's sad to hear that the cruiserweight title and the cruiserweight division is gone that was quite fun um although it was recorded on SmackDowns wasn't it so it was like. I remember a lot of people used to leave after the SmackDown taping finished. So 205 Live was always kind of in front of a half audience. Um, oh, well, I always stayed. I was the champion of 205 Live. You were? Yes, I would stay to the bitter end. I would cheer my, my ass off every single time I stayed over. Well, it's, you know, not to sound rude to you, but it's representative of where you are really in the wrestling world, isn't it? You know, you're, you're a small guy um, yourself. So I guess that's where you sort of connect with it as well. So, um, but yeah, I remember being at Access and stuff with you and Glian and you'd be queuing for the 205 Live table. <laughs> and I'd be like, why? I just wouldn't understand why you would be queuing up like mad to go and meet Drew Gulak. So good oh man! Even if, if even if access happens, I don't know if access is going to happen at all. But if it does, you know, one of the very first tables I'm going to go is Drew Gulak, which I'm surprised that man hasn't been released yet. To be honest, the man with his PowerPoint presentation. So are you going yeah. to rest? You going to WrestleMania then? 
in Dallas? I don't, I don't know, honestly. I, I honestly don't know if I want to spend that kind of money to go to a product that's really fucking us in the ass. <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that. I, I mean, I'm definitely not going at this point. Um, oh, I'm fortunate. I know. Um, like, like you said, I just, I mean, you live, you know, in the next sort of city or whatever from it, really, and you, you know, yeah, it's not that yeah, far from way. you. Yeah. And the fact mm-hmm. that you're saying that you don't want to go, I mean, why would I jump on a ten-hour flight to go and watch something that's, yeah, I don't feel has kind of rewarded any of my loyalty recently. Um, all they seem to be doing is letting me down. Um, I am sort of wanting to go to Revolution in Orlando, but it's the first mm-hmm. week of March. Um, and obviously we we're talking about the pandemic and it really needs to sort its shit out if it's going to, um, if that's going to happen. I just don't want to put down a load of money and then lose, lose some, if you know what I mean. I'd rather just sort of well, wait. Well, well, remember, James, it's Florida. Florida doesn't give a shit either. Florida is like, America's toilet bowl, <laughs> isn't it? Actually, no, that's probably Vegas. Vegas is probably America's toilet bowl. And then closely mm. followed by Florida. Um, okay, let's move on from um, a bit of negative. We're still a bit of a negative, positive, negative sandwich, depending on how you look at it. Um, so this is all going to be a bit out of order from where things have uh, kind of fell in between or whatever. But let's talk about last night's um, AEW Dynamite. Um, which didn't have a name or a catchy tagline like when we did Winter is Coming. Um, mm-hmm. You have got Battle of the Belts, which takes place this weekend, I believe, on Saturday, um, randomly. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to watch that. Um, but this Dynamite was the first Dynamite on TBS, which will mean more to you than it will mean to us because we don't have TBS or TNT. So they're still yeah. airing it on ITV, which is pretty poor here anyway. If you want to watch AEW in this country, you have to really go and watch it, if you know what I mean. Like, you have to go and find like streams or you know, downloads to watch it, which I haven't had a problem with at this point, but um, that's how I watch it every week anyway. But uh, the show opened again, which I thought it wouldn't this time around for some reason, but I guess it's top of the hour. So I understand why they put their biggest match out first sometimes. But this was Hangman and Danielson too. Um, I'll let you go on about it first if you want, and then I'll add my um, my thoughts into it. But yeah, talk to me about Hangman and Danielson. Uh, really? I'm, I, I'm trying to decide if there was a... I'm glad there was a finish this time. I'm just trying to decide if I really... Um, if I like this one a little bit better than the first one. I think maybe the fact that there was a finish that I did. Um, the right man did win, I believe. And uh, I'm actually just very interested to see, now that Brian has his first loss, where they're going to go with him. I'd like to see the story after the whole build up of this you know like it was a really great match absolutely great wrestling but now i'm just interested where they're at least brian where he's gonna go i don't know no i get you um i i actually quite liked this one i think i preferred it more than the first one 
um, I feel like with the bleeding and stuff at the moment, it seems to be a little bit um, on the nose, if you know what I mean, in a sense. Well, of everyone's like, well, everyone's bleeding. Did you see the the week before um, that tag team match between the Bunny and Penelope against Anna Jay and Ty Conti? I've got that like, noted. I was yeah. gonna say I've got that noted down to talk about, but we can talk about it now if you like. Just in oh, the, I freaking I freaking love that match. Freaking so much. Freaking the. The bunny and Ty Conti were absolute messes in that in that freaking uh, match. Think, they were all bloodied up. I think because like the image of a woman having blood pour out of her head is quite an unusual image in wrestling. I think that's why it's quite um quite it's more like it's more of a draw and more of an you know gets more attention and stuff but no i have to say with that that tag match i kept telling everyone all the wrestling fans that i work with i was like you have to watch this match it was so good and um yeah i really really liked it there was uh, a couple of moments in the match though where i was a bit like oh where um they had the table spot where it didn't break and uh oh, yeah. it was like a moonsault and like literally just landed her knees into her face and i was like wow that looked like it hurt a lot um there was some other great moments as well. Pile driver off the apron through the table. That was cool. Um, that, was a, that was my favorite spot, yeah. And then the finish with a barbed wire around the neck as well. I thought that was really cool as well. And I was like, wow, yeah. that looked really fucking painful. But yeah, no, it was a really, really enjoyable match. Um, I love Tay Conti. I love Anna Jay. I didn't, I didn't love Anna Jay before this match, but now I do. And I love the bunny. Penelope Ford, I feel like, needs a little bit of work. Um, she, she still needs a little bit of work. I feel like we've been saying. I feel like I've been saying that for a. I don't quite think she's like terrible. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she's like bad. But out of the four, you could tell that she just needs a little bit we more. Guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not to say that she's bad. And I thought she did really well in this match. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think she's the weak, weaker one out of the four. Um, but yeah, I was literally like, Bunny had just released a t-shirt with a crimson mask on it. And I was like, oh, I just ordered off of um, AEW's Global to get a Hangman t-shirt. And I was like, I should have got that one as well. Because I think the offer's run out now. Um, it was like 20% off. And I feel like it was up as far as Dynamite last night. And now it's run out. So I was like, mm-hmm. damn it. But um, yeah, that was really good. Um, sorry, back to Hangman and Danielson. Um, yeah, we love, so a, I we love like, a tangent. I like to, yeah, I felt like we had to talk about that match. <laughs> oh, 100%. Love a tangent. Um, going back to Hangman Danielson, yeah, I think I preferred this to the first one just because I'm not normally a fan of like long matches. I'm just like, ugh. And I think with the time limit thing in AEW as well, like when it got to a certain period in the first one, you knew like it was going the whole way. Whereas with mm-hmm. this one, I was like, actually, I think this isn't going to go the whole way. Because when you saw the judges as well that were just like um, Big Show, or not Big Show, Paul Paul White, um, Mark Henry and Jerry Lynn, was it? And I was like, okay, so they're the judges. There's, you know, it ain't going to go the whole way. They're not going to be needed. There's no way that they're going to, you know, put the AEW world title decision on those three people. So I was like, yeah, it's going to finish. Um, and I was just so like kind of relieved in a way as well that Hangman won because it would have mirrored something similar that we're going to talk about about day one um, mm-hmm. later on with the whole yes. Brock Lesnar thing. And I'm just sort of like, yeah, I'm glad AEW are about the newer guys really as well, um, the up and comers. And I think uh, Hangman definitely deserves to have a bit of a run. 
uh, with the title. And like I say, I just bought a T-shirt of Heath, so obviously I'm invested, um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I was really happy about that. Um, so that was the show opening. Uh, there was some other uh, noteworthy stuff that happened on the show last night because it felt like a special, even though it wasn't a special. It felt like one. Um, I feel like we need to talk about the MJF and CM Punk uh, war of words. Um, oh, yeah. To I'm start seeing... with, yeah. so for people that may not have seen it, to start with, to get to the war of words, CM Punk came down and GTS, his opponent which therefore gave MJF his first DQ loss of 2022, which was hilarious. And then uh, MJF was spouting on about, um, oh, uh, he said, oh, like Roddy Piper, you make a comparison to Roddy Piper, but Roddy Piper's main event at a WrestleMania where you haven't sort of thing. And everyone was like, oh. Um, and then CM Punk come back and said, because uh, there was a thing going around like a few weeks ago about MJF, like when his contract's up, like apparently WWE want to get involved and get in the bidding war or something. Don't know how mm. much truth there is to that. Um, but CM Punk said like, oh, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Um, I can't exact remember the exact words, but said something along the lines of uh, if you want to go and main event uh, night four, of the buy one get one free extravaganza known as wrestlemania i was like i was dying literally like i watched it live last night and i was literally crying with laughter during that line because it's just summed up basically what we were just talking about in the sense that we don't really want to go and i was like cm punk has just just spoke my feelings it was so <laughs> funny did you see that bit? Did you watch that I bit? Did. I, I, that, that was a favorite part of the uh, of the segment was when he I saw the two for one uh, night extravaganza. <laughs> and it was so then, good. Yeah, that was so good. And then he'll and then he'll be released a uh, uh, bastard, and he was hired or something like that. Yeah, it was good. Good shit, as they call it. On uh, that on was actually that that is actually good shit. <laughs> On the AE dubs, yeah, no, it was good. I feel like MJF and Punk's like um, exchanges have been really good so far. Um, I actually think it's now going to go as far as Revolution. Um, I can't see them wrestling before then. I don't think there's any specials or anything. Um, well, we've got Battle of the Belts on the weekend, but I don't think there's anything else special between now and Revolution, so it'll probably be then. Um, the TBS Women's Title Final took place between Jade Corrigill and Ruby Soho. Uh, let's get your thoughts on this then first, and then I'll, I'll say what I want to say afterwards if you don't hit the nail on the head for me. But what did you think of this one? Uh, I didn't really like the match, to be honest. It was kind of like... I mean, yeah, I get Jade Cargill is still pretty green, but goddamn, this is a, this is a freaking... Uh, title match is supposed to be like you know the two best and the two best you know and uh, i just felt like the match the match match missed with me i i just really didn't like like it and i mean I, if i would have had a winner i would have think would have taken uh ruby but i get i get that they want to have like oh we want a heel champion you know just you know get sort of a reaction because i know miss cargill ain't <laughs> Not a lot of people really fancy her for like, I don't know, just uh, 
I just didn't feel it, you know? That was just me. No, I get that. And I don't think that's on you, to be honest. I think it's, like, I, I love Jade, like, her look. She's, like, an absolute specimen, you know, works her ass off. I just want to put that out there first. But mm. I don't think she's very good, like, in the ring at the moment. And I don't think that should be rewarded with the title. Um, I think that's just me. And I, like I say, I don't want to be, like, shitting on her party. Because I do like her. I really like her, actually. But I'm like, I don't think this was your win. You know, I feel like Ruby should have won this. Especially with everything mm. that's kind of transpired over the last few years for Ruby. I was like, nah, the girl, yeah. you know, should have won this title, really, as her first, like, well second opportunity an AEW title she came up short against Brit but then I was like you know what she'll win the TBS you know and then the fact that that didn't happen yeah. I was kind of like where does that leave Ruby now you know um, so I was a bit sad what? about the end mm-hmm. um, and it looked to me as well that like Ruby was kind of carrying the match and kind of keeping Jade going through it and then I don't think mm. the finish was the finish that it was supposed to be um, it looked like she was supposed to go up to the top rope rather than the middle rope and I was like yeah they didn't quite get that right but um, I saw on Twitter that people were saying oh you know it's good for um, you know people of colour women of colour and stuff so I was like mm, okay you know, I'm, I get getting, I'm, getting fre- I'm getting freaking sick and tired of all these people freaking with their like agendas like no I want the best wrestler to win the, the match that's what I want I don't want what it means for you or anyone else or how historic it is I want the best worker to win, okay? <laughs> or if there's a really good storyline, I'm really sick and tired of all this crap on social media, to be honest. <laughs> I think you're just racist, Steve. I think you just no. want all the white people to prevail. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I was I was very upset when Big E won the title. Oh, my God. That's sarcasm, by the way, if y'all can't tell. Um, mm. you're, you're, like, slightly Hispanic as well, right? So just I'm, to put that... I'm, full, I'm full Hispanic. I, I'm full Hispanic, to be honest. Yeah, I'm full Hispanic. I'm just very, wa- very American washed, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> just to put that out there, <laughs> it was only a joke. Steve is definitely not racist, but um, yes. but yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, um, you know, at what point, you know, are you booking about a booking around the best talent rather than because there were some comments about I think it was Big Swole that come out and said. Um, oh yeah, I did see I, that. Yeah, that was, she was that was that was weird. The exchange between her and Tony Khan. I was like, what the hell is what going I, on? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was no, going to say what what I found interesting about that as well was um, uh, Will Hobbs, who is also a person of color. He come out mm-hmm. and said like on the back of that something like totally opposite, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I was like, why cause you know, I don't know Big Swell as a person or anything, and I know she hasn't been on TV recently and stuff. But I'm like, mm-hmm. why cause problem if it doesn't if it doesn't need to be one? And from what I've seen so far in AEW booking, you know, there's lots of people of color, and you know, women's equality has been fine as far as I can see. And I just didn't feel like it was um, a relevant factor. And I just hope that they didn't put Jade over last night because of that, rather but, than yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? But then people were saying, yeah. oh, you know, she, she's been booked like she was going to win that tournament from day one. And I was like, mm, yeah, I can kind of see that too. But then I also feel that about Ruby. <laughs> and I was like, Ruby should have won that for me personally. But hopefully um, now they're saying that Ruby might be the one to dethrone Brit 
because there was a little backstage segment like later on on the show where they kind of had a little bit of a connection again and I was like oh, I wanted that to be Thunder Rosa's spot really um you know after the whole uh dark lights out match that happened quite early on last year I thought Thunder Rosa Britt was obviously going to be the next uh big female match from AEW but maybe that might not happen now I don't know I don't know. Yeah, to be honest, I don't want Ruby to dethrone Britt Baker. Do you not think, think that Ruby could beat Britt Baker? No, it's not that. I just think anything that anyone is worthy enough to dethrone Britt Baker at the moment. Yeah, no, I get that. I I think as well there's still going to be a couple of months of like dissension story for Britt Baker and her team. So I think you're going to see Britt versus Jamie Hayter. Um, you might even see Britt versus Reba like for a little while before she loses the title. Um, so yeah, I think Britt's safe for a little while. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Um, and then your show closed last night with um, the Jurassic Express oh, 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 oh. Um, winning the AEW World Tag Team Championships off of the Lucha Brothers. Did you like Thoughts this one? And, oh, I loved it. Thoughts and prayers to... Uh... Phoenix, the man literally broke his arm for us. Yeah, that did not look good. Is that has that been like confirmed then? Did he actually have an arm breakage? Because it looked bad. I, I don't know what the injury was, but it looked uh, it looked pretty awful. I saw uh, a bunch of crap. It looked like his uh, arm did snap. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, it looked like um, Luchasaurus just went a little bit over on his sort of choke slam through the table on him. It looked a bit bit much, but. Um, that's a shame. I don't know what the plans were for the Lucha Brothers moving forward were though, because obviously they've um, they've lost the titles now. But they were kind of involved with Malachi Black stuff, so I'm not sure if that's going to be a, have to be amended now. But um, yeah, I'm super happy for Jurassic Express. It felt yeah, it, really it long, weird. It was a long, long time coming. Yeah, right. So I was just going to say, um, when the, the commentary was sort of putting over the fact that it was their first titles in AEW, I was like, no, there's no way that that's true. And then I was like, yeah, no, actually, when you think back, they haven't won a title yet. Or like, they've been in high profile matches um, and stuff. And I was literally like, oh, yeah, like, it's so cool to finally see them, um, you know, as champions sort of thing. Just a shame, like, when I went to Wales a few weeks ago, I didn't get uh, Jungle Boy because he supposedly lost his passport, but I'm not sure how uh, much truth, truth there well, was he, to I, that. I hear y'all are getting Ty Conti and uh, is it some Comic Con soon? Um, yeah, so it's Wales again. Um, it's the first week of April, um, and it's, so far it is Ty Conti and Anna J have been announced damn, from AEW. I would have loved that. I would have loved that one, honestly. Thing is, I'd want the dual photo shoot as well as singles with them. So it's going to mm-hmm. cost me a fortune if I do go. Um, but also with Anna J, she's dating Jungle Boy, so I'm hoping he comes. And then uh, Ty Conti's dating Sammy Guevara, so I'm hoping he comes as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, that would be enough for me to go back up there because before I did Brit, Kenny, and it was supposed to be Jurassic Express. Um, so I need a good few for for it to be worth the trip, if you know what I mean, because it is a good three to four hour run from London um, up to Telford where it is. So it's got to be worth it in sense of, you know, having the right guests there sort of thing. So but um, I was quite surprised that they've got 
AEW so quickly after November, really, because it's well, it's the first week of April, so it's um, WrestleMania weekend, and supposedly they're not going to be doing anything at WrestleCon in Dallas. Um, yeah, that was surprising, actually. Well, I think it's quite telling because then it it just goes to show you that they they are their own company and they don't need to rely on that one weekend, um, you know, to bring in extra money, you know, because they do their own pay-per-views now with their own, I don't know if you can call it access, but they do their own meet and greet things. So they must be doing okay now, you know, so I don't know if I can get over to um, uh, Revolution in March, though, like I say, I mean, it's it's probably... I'd say it's probably 75% I'm not going, you know, but if the 25% does happen and I can get there, um, I'd like to think that I would have meet all those people at like the Starcast or whatever it's called anyway, mm-hmm. like the day mm-hmm. before the pay-per-view. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know, still going to hold on to a bit of hope. But um, uh, yeah, To be honest, James, I, I'm literally saving up my money for when all all these Comic Cons, because that's the one thing I'm really, it's really annoying is about COVID is like, you're not letting all these Comic Cons happen where I want to meet some people. You know what pisses That's me off about saying, you, though? Get, get on with it. Come on. Yeah. You know what pisses me off about you, though, where you say, I want to meet some people? You literally get to meet all the people because it's you're in America and so much stuff is so much more accessible in America. Like, we don't get anyone like that here. I was like... Over the years, you've met like the Scarlet Witch, you've met four, you've met Captain America. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, it's driving me mad. <laughs> you know, I am very vengeful about that. I I want I that's what I want. I want more Marvel. I want to see more Marvel. But I better spend my money on Marvel people than you know go to WrestleMania. I already have a whole like savings account for just whenever they actually come back. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, literally. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I want to say first, actually. Um, so in this, in like October time, uh, Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Yeah, don't know. I was very, very angry. And I had uh, Sofia Martino over there, too. Yeah, um, Sylvie. Um, they did MCM, which is a London Comic-Con. I didn't go just because mm-hmm. they were charging like a lot. I think it was like almost £300 for a picture with them. And um, <laughs> well, that was individual as well. So I, I think uh, Tom Hiddleston was more than um, Sophia. And I was literally like, uh, with uh, with Tom Hiddleston, they put like a, a, a screen down the middle. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it, it just looked a bit sad. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I don't want to do any meet and greets like this, just because I think it ruins the photo a bit. Like when I went to the one in Wales, all the AEW people and wrestling people were like proper cool about it. And they were just sort of like, yeah, we'll take pictures with you, you know, like as normal. Whereas some of these higher profile stars, um, do you know who Billy Piper is? So she would have been in Doctor Who. Probably not. She's a British. Oh, Billy Piper. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. I've oh, seen you do her know? Stuff. Yeah, I do know um, her. Yeah. So she was at this Comic-Con that I went to. And she was taking pictures with people like a meter away, you know, with a big screen in front of her and stuff. And I just think it mm. looks a bit sad. Um, but yeah, now to echo your point, like I just worked my ass off over Christmas basically and got paid quite well. Um, and I literally put loads of it aside. And <laughs> I just, it's just sitting there like frustrating me really. Cause I'm like, yeah, I can't afford to go and do things, but 
I just want to do them right, you know. Super frustrating mm-hmm. for me, but I don't know. Um, let's stay with the MCU theme, though, and break this podcast up a little bit, because when we last spoke, we were literally going to see No Way Home. I was going that day, literally about an hour after we recorded, I think I was going, and then you were going later on in the in the day because it was obviously uh, time difference and stuff, but um, mm-hmm. how effing good was this film? Oh, it was fantastic. A freaking, like, you know, I did a whole ranking of the Phase 4 movie, of the Phase 4 shows and movies, and you know, everyone's saying, oh, Spider-Man, greatest MCU film, or at least for the Phase 4, right? I still do not believe it beat WandaVision, though. That move, that show just ate and hit all the right buttons. That but show this, moved us. Oh, uh, I literally, I think at one point, I literally just would wake up, just, I lived for that show. But um, I digress, freaking, like, Spider-Man 3, it was fantastic, freaking... I loved all the villains. I just loved the whole storyline, Doctor Strange, everything. It's just, what a what a great movie. I've seen it three times already. You know what? That was the first time I've ever heard it referenced as Spider-Man 3, rather than just No Way Home. I've seen it written, like mm-hmm. people calling it Spider-Man 3, but I haven't really heard that before. I've, and bearing in mind, I work around it. Do you know what I mean? I've not heard that. All well, I keep Spider- hearing is, oh, yeah. no way home, you well, know, rather than... Well, Spider- yeah, well, Spider-Man Spider- 3, probably, you could be, you were referring to Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man. Yeah. That's how, that's why they don't, yeah, but Spider-Man, no way home, yeah, it was Yeah, no, great, I get that. Great, yeah. Um, so I've seen it twice in the cinema so far, um, and I, I literally turned to my friend when we went the second time, I literally turned to him about halfway through the film, and this, spoilers, this was before... This was before the appearances of the other two Spider-Men. I literally turned to my mate and I went, I love this film so much. <laughs> and I was like, he just laughed his head off. And I was like, it's so good. It just makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, no, it was, um, it's such a good film. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and watch it a third time. I'm not sure how much longer it's going to be in our British cinemas. So I'm going to probably have to go soonish to watch that again. But um, yeah, but yeah no, it's, it is elite shit, put it that way such good stuff um when i saw that you rated uh, the mcu phase four i only rated so after hawkeye um did mm-hmm. we talk about the hawkeye finale I'm not i don't sure think if we so. did. i don't think so yeah well that was good shit as well um yeah. elena belova you know has a place in my heart she owns yeah. my heart right now miss miss uh, pew it was national Florence pew day the other day Yes, her birthday was the other day, wasn't it? Um, I'd like to say we're related, but we're not. <laughs> I've got no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell my friends. Hey, I know uh, Florence Pugh's distant relative. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're like estranged cousins or some, some shit. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, at least if we were to date, we wouldn't all get married or something. We wouldn't have to change any names, you know. So if anything, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try track her down. But no, I love Florence Pugh as an actress. Um, obviously oh, she's, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, she played Paige in um, Fighting With My Family. She was also in that film Midsummer, which I really like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a really cool actress. I think she's really good. Really diverse range as well. Um, the Hawkeye finale, though, was actually really cool. Um, obviously, Kate Bishop is now going to be Hawkeye moving forward, which is cool. Do you like that? Another oh, yeah, female absolutely. lead? Yeah. yeah, I loved it. See, they know how to freaking 
like the, the MCU just knows how to freaking like build to a good female lead. Unlike, as far as I'd say it, DC just ain't hitting the right buttons when it comes to building a female lead. You know, like the Young yeah. Avengers is gonna be awesome. I already know. Freaking, you got Kate Bishop, and you got freaking so many other stories they're setting up. So I'm excited for that. Fun fact about Haley Steinfeld, who plays Kate Bishop. Um, she's the only person that plays two characters in the MCU. Yeah, she is Spider Gwen. She is Spider Gwen in Into the Spider Verse as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so, dope. Fun fact about that. I'm glad you knew that. I literally oh, said that to someone at work the other day, and they couldn't, for the life of them, think of the second character. And I was oh, like, freaking, yeah. ah. um, no, what you said about DC, though, um, I feel like they hit with the first Wonder Woman. I feel like they hit female equality with that one. Um, I liked Wonder Woman 84 as well. I feel like I'm one of the only people out there that did like that movie. Yes, um, I am not on the bandwagon on that one. I like mm-hmm. that film. Um, and I feel like they've also got Harley Quinn right. Over okay, the- they, they get Harley Quinn right and the first Wonder Woman right. I'll give you that. But like, if you've seen some of the DC shows on TV or Netflix, that ain't it, Chief. Yeah, no, I haven't. To be fair, I don't really watch them. Watch those ones like um, what's it called, like Smallville and Supergirl and all that stuff. I don't really watch those. I'm, I'm more of a Marvel. Uh, I'm more of a Marvel fan, but a DC movie fan as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I saw that you ranked your Phase Four. Um, I only ranked the Disney Plus series, and I went with um, I think it was One Division first. And then, oh my God, I should have had this to hand. Um, yeah, it was One Division definitely first, and then I think it was um, bottom was Falcon and Winter Soldier, just because. Yeah. Hang on, I'll find it. Sorry about this. Um, oh man, where was it? This is really going to annoy me. Okay, so I've got it now. Yeah, so One Division as number one, Hawkeye second. I enjoyed that more. Loki number three, and then what if number four, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier last? Would you agree with that or not? Uh, the only thing I I switched on that whole giant list, I think I still did rank uh, Loki a little bit higher than Hawkeye, not much higher. I think like one spot higher, but uh, Loki because freaking uh, it just that set up the multiverse and stuff. So I was like, you know what? That really did set up a lot of stuff, and I really did enjoy uh, the show. Tom Hiddleston, awesome. Sophia, freaking Mobius. You know, it was all good, and then Kang as well. So, do you think uh, Kang is going to be presented better than Thanos, or do you think he's? I don't know. It, for me, like the audience is like, we've just been told that Thanos is like the most powerful villain out there, and now you've got Kang, and I'm like, hmm, what do you think? Well, well, Kang is the one who literally uh, decided, you know what, Thanos can have the Infinity Stones, so I think they sh- he is a time traveler, so he can literally screw things up, although personally no one will ever defeat uh, the Green Goblin as the best MCU villain. <laughs> literally, the, the dude literally just wanted power and chaos. I respect that. But he is also somewhat of a scientist himself. Yes, he is. <laughs> what a line, honestly. I, I freaking, so much when I heard that. I freaking love that line so much. That I freaking love <laughs> Willem Dafoe is such... He really does 
He is the Green Goblin. No one can ever recast that man as the Green Goblin. <laughs> Honestly, such a good performance, like all these years later as well, you know, such good stuff from uh, from No Way Home. Um, and yeah, did so, and did his, his own stunts too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't happen a whole lot. Have you seen the ones of like Tom Holland and Zendaya like jumping off of? Um, they were jumping off of something really high, but it, in the film, it's where they jump off of the bridge and they yeah. go down to the subway bit, like quite early on in the film. And um, yeah. I didn't realize that they did their own stunts as well. I was like, oh, that looked really cool. Um, talk about Wanda though. I'm gonna have to rewatch Wanda like before um, Multiverse of Madness comes out. Um, oh, oh yeah. You know. Oh man, I already know, I already know. Like that's gonna be my favorite. I haven't even seen it, but I already know that movie's gonna be my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Do you think? I, I'm I, not. I, I I already know. So when I'm in the cinema, right, watching on the big screen, I'm not crazy about the Doctor Strange Mirrorverse. It really annoys me as like, it looks cool, don't get me wrong, like, and it's very clever, but it just gives me a bit of a headache when I'm watching it. And um, I'm glad there wasn't too much of it in Spider-Man No Way Home, but I'm just thinking Multiverse of Madness is going to be like full of it. And I just think it's going to hurt my head a little bit, but I'm hoping it doesn't take my, my attention away from the story and everything else that's going on. But um, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that as well. Um, I yes. was getting what if vibes from, um, you know, Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange. You know, in, Supreme. Yeah, in, Supreme. The, in the trailer at the end of the, uh, No Way Home, which I thought was uh, was pretty cool. Um, do you think we'll see The Watcher at any point? Doubt it, but I think they are pulling a lot of people into this movie. Like, I've been hearing so many people. Like, I hear uh, Tom Hiddleston and even Sofia DiMartino are going to be in this movie. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> I mean, it's like with No Way Home, though. Like, when in the, in the build-up, when you heard that, like, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to be in it, I, d- I didn't expect them to be in it, ni- like, anywhere near as long as they were. I thought they yeah. were just going to be like cameos. I didn't think they were going to be in a good half of the film, you know? Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how much Loki is in it, because according to the comic books of Multiverse of Madness, Loki, Wanda, and Doctor Strange, it's almost like a triple threat in the sense that they're all three of them. It's kind of like, you know, three thirds of each of their film, if you know what I mean. So Loki mm-hmm. should be in it for quite a period you know but yeah. I guess we'll wait and see exciting times anyway lie ahead um I am disappointed uh, more Morbius in in America is getting pushed back to like April or something now yeah I heard about that I'm not that bothered though because I'm like it's Sony again isn't it and I'm like I, I know but I think the reason they're pushing things back is because they really wanted to see how we would respond to Andrew Garfield being back. And I think they're going to try and make this movie into his universe. Because I keep hearing The Amazing Spider-Man 3. And we need yeah. that movie. I think as well with um, the end credit scene of Venom. I, I actually turned to my mate and said, like, as the film was closing, I actually turned to my mate and said, where the hell was Venom? And then literally the end credit scene answered my question. And I was like, oh, okay. So the fact that a little bit of Venom was left in the universe there, or multiverse, whatever you want to call it, um, mm-hmm. looks like Venom could be Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man 3, which would be quite interesting, I guess. But it's been done before, though, which is like, 
I, I don't know how that would go down, but um, I'm all for a third Andrew Garfield film. Like, 100%. see, I do, I, I do think, um, you know, it is going to be uh, Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man versus uh, Tom Hardy's Venom, but I still, but you know, after this, we saw part of the symbiote stay in the MCU. I mean, freaking Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to have to deal with that too. Yeah, I guess that's true. But Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is amazing, remember? You're amazing. Yeah, see, yeah he really is amazing. Uh, okay, after watching that film, who, who's, who's your Spider-Man? Who's your favorite? I love them all, but who's your favorite? Yeah, it's really hard for me to say because I feel like they've all got their own qualities. Um, and for me, like showing my age, you know, I am 30. I grew up with Tobey Maguire's, so it'd be hard to not say him. But there's just something cool about Garfield's, you know, and I feel like he's kind of swaying it for me at the moment. But I think Tobey Maguire is the best Peter Parker. Uh, Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man in the sense of his coolness. And then I think Tom Holland is the best sort of all round teenager. Like he's kind of more built for the role, if that makes uh-huh. sense. So no, I think it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think if I was to have to pick one just right now, uh, something about seeing Garfield again was just really cool. Um, so I think the amazing ones I really liked as well. So I'll probably go with him right now. Yeah. <laughs> How about I, you? I did grow up with Toby as, as you did 27 and uh, I used to, I didn't, I should have given Garfield more of a chance, but man, dude, such a good actor. Like all of the scenes he was in, man, he stole for me. I think that's the part, the, the thing with Tobey Maguire, isn't it? That he is a bit stiff as an actor, but that's why yeah. I think he makes a better Peter Parker because Peter Parker is a nerd, you know, so it mm-hmm. makes more sense. But um, yeah, I just think. Andrew Garfield's just more like cool, isn't he? He just makes a better Spider-Man for me, personally. Yeah, yeah all right, sweet. Yeah, um, they all they all thwipped in my heart and will be there for all the MCU stuff day one. You know, speaking of day sure. one. <laughs> yes, nice segue. Wow, that's why you're here. Um, all right, let's get back on the wrestling chat. I feel like that um, MCU chat was probably the longest bit of the podcast so far. Um, <laughs> Back to, yeah, let's go back to day one. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a finish again? Um, yeah, uh, f- yeah, first, yeah, we can start with the finish. Uh, first of all, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns tested positive for our favorite COVID 19, which kind of sucks for him, really, because oh. he's, he, you know, he had leukemia not too long ago and stuff. And I don't know how well his um, antibodies and things are. So I'm kind of hoping he's okay. Um, I'm hoping he's healthy and stuff. But obviously, this was uh, this was announced on the day as well, wasn't it? Like literally a few hours out. Um, literally, they were walking. My friend was there. They were literally walking into the doors, and then they announced really? this. Yeah. So they had to change something on the flyer, and I don't mind when WWE book on the flyer when something like that happens because you have to do something. Um, so they obviously paid Brock Lesnar to appear on this show, so he was obviously there. So they've put him in the fatal four way to now make it a five way. <laughs> Unfortunately for me personally, I don't know how you feel, but Brock Lesnar walked out with a WWE championship, um, pinning clean Big E in the process, which just did not sit right with me like at all. Um, and Brock, Brock really does like pinning the New Day, doesn't he? Literally, he pins the New Day into oblivion. 
you know it's such a sad state of affairs really um yeah uh, i guess i'll have a little run about it first i suppose but uh, i thought the match was quite good quite entertaining for like a multi-person match it was cool to see those bobby and brock moments obviously prior to knowing what's going to happen now we mm-hmm. we didn't know that we were going to get bobby and brock down the line so i guess we were like it's something we'd all hoped for but you know it hasn't happened yet so i guess we were like oh bobby and brock are going to be in the same ring so that's cool and there were some nice little moments in there like the spearing through the barricade and that um so that was all kind of cool yeah i'm just not a fan of like like i say i understand why they had to book on the fly and i'm okay with that but just to like just don't have brock involved with a finish you know let have him outside the ring or something and have whoever it was because I, I wanted Kevin Owens to win so I'm not that sad that Big E lost because I think he'd had a bit of an underwhelming reign just and I don't think that's his fault I think that's WWE's bookings fault it hasn't they haven't made it interesting and it kind of sucks but I wanted Kevin Owens to win just on the basis that the guy's re-signed he showed you loyalty he's one of my favorites anyway and I think you know he hasn't been WWE champion He's been universal, but he hasn't been WWE. And I just think it was time to sort of reignite a Kevin Owens, like, um, you know, flame, so to speak, and get him going again. But, yeah, Brock Lesnar's your WWE champion. I think there was quite a, a big fallout with it. I think people weren't genuinely happy until they saw what happened on Raw. So for people that may not have watched Raw, they did the original Fatal 4-Way that was supposed to happen. And whoever won was going to get the title opportunity at the Rumble to face Brock and the winner was Bobby Lashley so we've now got big two big meaty men slapping meat at the Rumble so um, <laughs> yeah I've rambled enough what were your thoughts um, I really did like the match um, I liked how one thing I did notice in the match is that Lesnar could not get decent offense on Lashley so I was like huh wonder what they're thinking over there. I had that was a little story side storyline I saw. And then like I, I wanted Kevin Owens to win, especially because he did resign. I thought like, well, I knew Biggie was gonna lose since like, but it's either gonna be Owens who wins or Lashley is gonna get the title for once they threw uh Brock in. I was like, Alright, yeah, Brock's gonna win. And of course he did, and then he went out, then he started celebrating with fans, which is still very weird to see. Babyface Brock just kicking it back with the fans. <laughs> Babyface Brock has been quite hilarious though on SmackDown recently. Like the fact that Paul Heyman's now back with him as well. I was like, a lot of people popped for it, but I was like, I don't know. I've quite enjoyed Brock just sort of going rogue on the mic. I think he's been quite funny recently. He spoke more in the last sort of three or four weeks than he has in the last sort of ten years. So I was like, I was all for this kind of Brock. Like they're calling him like, um, oh, like what are they calling him? They're calling him like Hillbilly Brock, aren't they? With these overalls and stuff. Um, and I was quite into that. But now that he's gone back with Paul Heyman, I think it'd just be a case of business as normal, like for the Mania run. Um, he said he's going to see Roman Reigns on Friday, though. Like he didn't even acknowledge the fact that Bobby Lashley won the match. So I, I, I guess it. Uh, like if I was to predict it now for for Mania, I would say it was going to be um, Brock, Brock and uh, Roman for sort of a unification of the belts again, which 
isn't really needed, I suppose, because they're always going to have two belts because they've always got two shows. So I don't think that's kind of overly needed at this point. But um, I saw a wild prediction yesterday that really made me laugh, where it was like, oh, Bobby's going to beat Brock clean at the Rumble. And then uh, Brock's going to go into the Rumble, win the Rumble, and then challenge Reigns that way. <laughs> and I was like, for goodness sake, that would just ruin the whole pay-per-view. But um, Rumble season is coming up. So uh, I guess you're going to have these big profile matches now. Um, Bobby versus Brock is actually something that I've wanted to see. So I'm quite looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah, I actually am very looking forward to that match. It's it's about damn time, to be honest. Only took yeah. them years. I know. Um, apparently, when Bobby signed back in, it was I want to say it was the night after Mania 34 that he came back. That Raw. Yeah, that after Raw. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, because I was I remember being the only person in my block at the time watching it in the building that popped for Bobby Lashley. Everyone else was like, "Why are you so excited?" Because I loved him as a kid. Literally, like, he was one of my favourites. And still is, really. Um, I was well into his title reign, like, last year, the year before. So, yeah, all, all for that. But, um, yeah, Bobby and Brock uh, has been on the cards for a long time. So, it's now that it's actually finally happening, I think that's quite cool, isn't it? So, um, will it will it deliver, though? Will it under-deliver? I guess we'll wait and see um, for the Rumble. So, I'll get your Rumble predictions later, actually, because we're probably not going to talk before now and then. But... Uh, Going back to the day one pay-per-view, the only other thing I really want to talk about is the women's match, um, women's title match between Becky and Liv. Um, you go first on this one. First, talk about the match and then see, did you like the outcome and all the rest of it? Um, yeah, the match was good. Um, I think I like the uh, the raw one just a little bit, be- just slightly better because, you know, leading up all the emotion with Liv, like, finally getting a chance at the title and then Becky, you know, just like it's like another day at it's another day in the park for Becky and uh although they did botch the finish in the day one of version, uh she was supposed to put her feet on the ropes, but I guess she I guess she just wasn't long enough and she beat Liv clean. And I was like, well, that's it. That's it for Liv right now anyway. For now, anyway, because like I don't think Liv's gonna get another opportunity anytime soon. I and think um, it's, it's just not her time. It's not her time. Yeah, which is a really annoying to me. Like you said about the um, the finish was clean in the end because the feet were supposed to go on the ropes, and you could see it in from Becky that she was a bit like, oh shit, in her face when it, it when the last sort of free count went down, sort of thing. Um, my stance on it is that I love Becky Lynch. I think people know that about me by now. I'm a big Becky Becky Mark. But um, mm-hmm. but Liv but Liv needed to win this one. Uh, Liv should have been the champion at the end of this pay per view. To mm-hmm. be honest, um, I disagree. I know Becky is the bigger profile going into Mania season, but the way that the story has been told is that Becky should have won the uh, uh, Liv Morgan should have won this one. To me. Um, and I just don't, I think it's another squandered opportunity. I love Becky, um, but it's a case of like, you know, she, all right, she has come back full time, but it's about, they, that WWE are always booking around their big profile names. And that's why people like Liv or people like, you know, going back to Ruby Soho, Ruby Riot, you know, it's people like mm-hmm. her never got a look in 
you know. Um, even like Bianca Belair, like she had a great year, um, but she's going to be forgotten about because she's not a four horsewoman. Do you know what I mean? And it's just really annoying to me that they're not not willing to book into the future and just constantly book around their like golden eggs, you know, if you pardon the pun from Survivor Series. Um, mm. But yeah, I felt like Becky should have lost this one. Set up from Raw suggests that it's going to be a freeway between <laughs> Becky Liv and Bianca moving forward, which makes no sense to me because I'm like, you've beaten Bianca like four times and now you've beaten like Beck, uh, Liv like twice or three times. And I'm just sort of like, why? Why do I believe that this couldn't be, you know, Becky's run out of challenges essentially because she's beaten everyone that's come, come in her way. So how do you book that? How do you book a division around that? It's so very difficult, you know? Um, and it's as much as it's going to pain me to say because I love Becky and I don't love this other person but Becky's booking is becoming very Charlotte Flairy, and it's driving me mad. Yeah, but Becky's more. You know, to, to be honest, I'm glad Becky didn't lose the title. Like, like I said, it ain't her time. It ain't Liv's time. Freaking Becky has been very entertaining, more than you could say about Charlotte Flair, because Charlotte Flair is a freaking. It's like watching grass grow sometimes, and uh, no, I just like. I think they should keep going with Becky at least until Mania. But even then, I can't even think of an opponent, opponent worth taking a title off of her. She's okay, like so, she's like Britt Baker. Like I don't think there's anyone worthy right now. I think we can tie in our Rumble prediction picks here because I can answer that question. Um, my pick for the women's Royal Rumble is Bailey. I think Bailey's oh. going to challenge Becky and beat her. See, that's the only woman I think that is worthy of, of going for the title. But I'm trying to think, would she go back? To, would she go back to SmackDown though? Unless they're gonna give make Sasha versus Charlotte again at Mania or something like that. I don't know. But if Bailey wins, then I'm all for her d- dethroning uh, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Um. So who is your? As we're here, who is your um female women's Rumble pick? Well, before I get to that pick, are there even going to be enough women for this damn match? Because they literally have given the sack to so many people. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, actually, because it was something I was I was talking about my to my dad about it the other day. Because he was like, have they even got enough people to like, because we were talking about the Royal Rumble, because it was an advert on the TV whilst we were watching a, um, a football match. And he was mm-hmm. like, have they even got enough people to feel like to put out 30 people in each show and, or each match or whatever? And I was like, you know what? I don't think they have. I think they're going to have to bulk the women's one out with legends, to be honest. Um, again, it'll be like the first rumble that they did. Unless mm-hmm. they put a load of NXT developmental people in that we don't really know too well. But, uh, but some of those girls are really green and really bad. Greener than the Hulk. Yeah, no, you, I get you. Um yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. But I'm going with Bailey personally. Who who are you picking? Bailey as well. Okay. Um, and for the men's. Hey, would it be funny if your scenario of of the theory Rock Lesnar losing the title but then comes back and wins the Rumble? <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't actually, be surprised. I would not be surprised if that was to happen. You know, I, we love like it. I could see the reality. Could see, yeah, I could see Roman or the Uso screwing. Uh, Brock Lesnar during his title match 
And then freaking Brock's like, fuck it, let me get in on this. I'm going with Brock Lesnar. Screw it. Why not? I can't think of anyone else who's I can't think of anyone else who's gonna win that rumble match. Because I know Drew's hurt right now with that neck injury. And uh I can't really give you honestly someone else. Bobby Lashley, maybe. I don't know. Can you remember last year when I um I caught, I said that the edge was gonna win and he did? No, oh, yeah. I I got it right last year. I didn't get a women's one right, I don't think, but I got that one right. Um, my my prediction is going to be a little bit left field just because it's something I'm hoping for rather than something that I could see happening. But basically, uh, I'm going to go with AJ Styles just because he hasn't won one before. And WWE want to own AJ Styles, don't they, the brand? So yeah. they, need, they need a rumble victory for him before he retires because so then they can just add it on as another accolade. One last run. run. And he also um, has been doing the Omos feud like ahead of time, it feels to me. I Mm -hmm. don't know if it feels like that to you, but they literally just did it on Raw and it's almost like it's finished. I don't really know why he's down at NXT. I don't know why that makes any sense. But um, I I think they're just trying to put over uh, that kid, Grayson Waller. Yeah. um, The moody MJF, they're calling him. They're not as good MJF. Um, But yeah, I'm going to go with AJ just because I feel like it might just reignite something a little bit more interesting, maybe. Um, I don't know. Just like I say, a bit of a left left field pick, really. So Um, yeah, cool. Have you got anything else that you want to talk about? Actually, there is something I want to talk about. You messaged me about it the other day. Um, The Arsenal-Man City game. Did you think you deserved to win that match? I believe we at least deserved the point. I did not believe we were going to win the match, honestly. I was going to say, you didn't deserve to win that match. I hate to break it to you. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gabrielle's red card, I, I think that was, you know, that was warranted because it was just stupid. Um, second yellow. But Odegaard should have had a penalty in the first half. If you had a penalty in the second half, we should have had a penalty in the first half. You know, it was like... I, I, do, I, do, I do get your uh, your frustration because, like, for the Bernardo Xhaka one, um, they actually went to the screen, while the Odegaard Ederson one, uh, he didn't even go to the screen. And, and honestly, like, I, at one point, I think, oh, he got the ball, but I did see him kind of get his get Odegaard's ankle. I was like, ooh, that doesn't look promising for us. You see them given all the time as well, which really annoys me. But yeah, well, I think I, like they gave, I think I honestly I think they gave Ederson the benefit of the doubt as well because Ederson is known for freaking going, like going for a type of tackle like that usually. Yeah, Ederson can be a bit clumsy like that actually. Most goalkeepers are though. When they come out, they've got you know it's like a a split second decision, isn't it? They come running out and they mm-hmm. have to make a decision. So that's like, why. But I feel like off. for Ed- I feel like for Ederson, they do give him a slightly more benefit of the doubt because not even Allison gets, not even Allison freaking like uh, gets away with that stuff. No, so, true. So I'm like, ooh, maybe. Because like, you Ederson know why? A good go- uh, goalkeeper with with his feet. That's why. You need a Ramsdale, best goalkeeper in the Premier League at the moment, Ramsdale, and I won't uh, I won't hear any different. What a player. Oh, I think Aaron Ramsdale is freaking entertaining. He he be doing a bit too much sometimes with those uh, TV saves. Just jump, like <laughs> literally throwing his body all over the place. Like, you know what? I respect that Aaron Ramsdale. Worth yeah, the, 30, right. the 30 million quid they paid for you. 
I was going to say, when we when we bought him at the time, we were all like very underwhelmed that we'd just bought a goalkeeper that had just been relegated. And we were like, twice. what are we doing? He's been yeah, twice. twice. <laughs> and we were like, what are we doing? But he's actually really good. He's probably become my favourite player this year. Him and Smith Rowe. It's like, if, yeah, exactly. I've been watching Arsenal since you're on bottom, and I'm like, man, freaking this guy gave Arsenal a personality because Bert Leno was freaking a bag of potatoes, if we're going to be honest. I don't think Leno's a bad goalkeeper. Though. No, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he had no personality. Freaking yeah. Ramsdale just brings that 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 energy. I don't know. He's made y'all very fun to watch. And then Martinelli, the kid's been good. Uh, Bukayo Saka's in the form of his life right now. Yeah, no, we have got some good things going for us. But um, like I say, it's just annoying when you come up short like that. Because historically, over the last however long, we just lose automatically to Man City by three goals you know that's just what happens and the fact that I thought oh my god we're actually in this game and we're playing really well just made it that bit harder to take the loss because I was like you know what we played really well we deserve something from that and it all adds up at the end of the season you know Um, because you think like we're we're doing okay at the moment I think we're in like the top four at the moment but there's still some uh, because of COVID postponements and stuff there's a lot of um, games that still need to be played and so, you got a big, you got a big game this weekend, North London derby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, not this weekend. This weekend is the FA oh, the Cup. Fo- the, yeah, the following weekend. Yeah. Uh, the following week is North London derby. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, Tottenham don't look like all that either. They lost to Chelsea well, last night well, pretty well. Well, so. Tottenham was Tottenham was looking decent in the last few weeks in the league, but then they pulled that awful performance in the EFL Cup. I was like, wow, you guys were pretty awful. Well, our game got postponed. It was meant to be today against Liverpool because they've got so many COVID cases. Um, and obviously, some of their players have now gone off to Africa for the um, African, African Nations Cup. Cup. I had to replace uh, uh, Salah on my freaking fantasy team. They're like, well, damn, he's gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've not done it yet just because I'm going to wait to see who gets injured and stuff over the FA Cup period. But... Um, I'm actually doing really well considering... So over New Year, the games that were New Year's Day, I mm-hmm. forgot to do my team because basically there were some teams that were playing twice and um, I've only got two players that are playing twice. Everyone else has got loads of players that are playing twice mm-hmm. and I was like, damn it. But you're quite far off me at the moment. You're down in 10th, mate. I'm yeah, it's because freaking, uh, it's cause freaking uh, all the COVID stuff and all the postponements really kind of effed my team up. I was like, well, I'm hoping to at least make the Europa Conference League. That's my goal this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sitting fourth at the moment, but I think I'll drop oh, down just, to like sixth or seventh again. Just like your Arsenal, fourth place. Look at that. Yeah, we like fourth. That's where we're supposed to be. It feels homely. Homely <laughs> and fourth. Um, anyhow, mate, I'll let you... Um, I'll let you get on with your day. I know you've got a bit of a day. Appreciate anything, Steve, by got, the way. You got, any, People you got anything else? You got anything else, James, you want to talk about? You good? Anything? I haven't got anything else noted down. Have you? You got anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I'm just... Uh, I just thought maybe we had something else for like... Uh, yeah, um, that's wrestling and... Uh, We're getting these episodes done quite quickly now. Do you know yeah, why? It's, it's like... We used mm-hmm. to do, um, we used to go through like the paper every card. single every single match. Yeah, and to be honest, they're just not worth doing. Because the thing is, if you like wrestling and you do want to hear how people think about it and stuff, you wouldn't listen to our show because you would listen to someone that is reviewing 
wrestling shows like every week if you know what i mean and they're putting out episodes like three or four episodes a week and it's like who's got the time you know and if you're getting paid for it great but we're not we're just doing this for fun and the whole point of having a catch-up you know with my friend that i've not seen in person for 15 years (laughs) it does feel freaking we've both had different hair colors since then (laughs) Yeah, I've actually got hair again. That's how long it's been. So, um, uh, oh, I see. I didn't know that. Well, look at that. He has hair again, folks. I have hair again. Not sure what is happening with it, but it's there. It's on my head. It's a living being. Um, it's, it's, it's a great mop you got on your head. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's because it's winter here at the moment. It's freezing cold. So, you know, no one wants to shave dead during freezing cold weather. Um, so, where can the people find you on the social when um, they're looking you up? Uh, you can look at me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok <laughs> at it's me Stevie Thirty. Yes, I do have a TikTok now. <laughs> do you have a TikTok? Oh man, that is so lame. I haven't got a yeah. TikTok. Uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm already planning my next video. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to learn Americ Laporte's freaking uh football celebration when he when he freaking uh scores. So I'm like, all right, gotta learn that dance. <laughs> Laporte, he did quite well at the start of the season, didn't he? He's gone off a bit gone off the pace a little bit now but he was doing Bring really well. back john stones <laughs> yeah where is he honestly he did really well last year i don't know why he's not uh, playing freaking uh guardiola has him uh as his uh third choice center back right now right behind nathan ake for the love of christ oh i don't know i mean i quite like nathan ake i'd have did him he, at really? he did have yeah he did, he, he did have that freaking uh goal line save yeah actually but I was like, uh, I mean, I'd rather have John Stones. I've always had a soft spot for John Stones. I don't know why. I think he's a decent player, to be fair. John Stones, don't know why he's not playing. I guess because you've got so much opportunity to pick from at Man City, you know, whereas yeah. we have Ben White and Gabriel, and that's it. Hey, <laughs> ben, ben White's been really good for y'all, though, the, the last, y'all little uh, run y'all have had. Yeah, I was going to say, he's another one like Ramsdale. When when we signed him, it was quite underwhelming, but um, he's actually done really well for us this season. So I, I think we're definitely having a better season than we did last couple. So, Man, yeah. that, that Brentford loss just feels so long ago, doesn't it? Feels like in a different lifetime, yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, we had loads of players out with COVID in that game, but they didn't cancel any games for us. You know, we had, I think, five or six players out. All of a sudden, they're postponing games all over the place. You know, we should have that game replayed, if anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, you can find me at um, JamesQE91. Uh, um, that is my Twitter, Instagram, and that's Flo- Florence, <laughs> Florence Pugh's Florence a very distant relative. Just letting y'all know. Well, that's yeah. my story anyway. <laughs> Florence Pugh's more attractive cousin if you like. Of course. Yes. Uh, last thing to ask you then, who is your wrestler of this episode? Wrestler of this episode. I'm going to give it to my guy, Hangman, for one hell of a match. Um, I've not actually thought about this until I just asked you the question. but I Cowboy am... shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with some cowboy shit. Glad he retained. Um, hey, cowboy okay. shit. Hell yeah. I have his t-shirt coming in the mail at any point this week. So, um, yeah. Cowboy shit. Cool. Um, yeah. So, what do you reckon? We'll be back for the Rumble. We'll cover the Rumble. Oh, uh, yeah. We can try for the Rumble for sure that week. We'll see what our schedules look like. Yeah, for sure. I don't think there's anything. We'll probably talk about this Battle of the Belts on that show. 
Oh yeah, the the yeah, month. that too. Uh, yeah. Until then, stay safe, my man. You too, man. And uh, thank you for listening, people. Uh, just a little appreciation for Steve, by the way, because it is very, very early where he is right now. So um, shout out to him. It's the commitment of getting the episodes recorded. So a big shout out to you for that. Whereas here, it's just the middle of the day and I've got nothing else to do in my life. So. Ah, I'm just here for the banter, you know. <laughs> so shout out for you as well there. So, um, But yeah, thank you for um, listening, people. You really are the stars of this show. Um, and we will see you all again very soon. Stay safe out there. Take care and bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye, Are you kidding me?